Feeling bogged down by your daily grind? Not living up to your greatest potential? Then it's time to turn up the heat and get real with what truly matters, be it family, career, wellness, spirituality, or anything else that fuels your inner flame. Join Fire It Up with CJ as this respected life coach talks to a wide range of experts and everyday people for their inspiring and unconventional ideas to help you make the most from your life. Equal parts heartwarmer, cheerleader, and butt kicker, C.J. Liu draws on her extensive experience in business and life coaching, along with her intuition and playful humor, to address meaningful topics with truth and irreverence. It takes just one spark to ignite a fire. Now, here's your host, C.J. I'm C.J. Liu, and you're listening to Fired Up with C.J. on the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Today on Fired Up with C.J., I have Dr. Edward Hollowell, renowned ADHD expert and child adult psychiatrist, formerly a member of the Harvard Medical School faculty and author of 18 books. Uh, the focus in this segment of this four-part series on how to positively approach your children's lo- learning disabilities um, will be... Uh, will be how to deal with the recent diagnosis of a learning disability. So welcome, Dr. Hallowell. Nice to be with you. Yeah, thanks so much for coming. Uh, so tell us a little bit. I know that you've actually had, um, let's start with you first and uh, hear about your stories of, of ADD. And I know that you your children have ADD. I think two out of three of your children have yeah, ADD. I, I have uh, ADD. I'm 61 years old. and I also have mm-hmm. dyslexia. And uh, I wouldn't trade them for the world. What people don't understand is that there's a, there are many positive qualities embedded uh, in the in the problem. And, and I think what we need now is sort of a strength-based approach that recognizes uh, the mixed bag. You know, where people with ADD do face uh, uh, challenges, to be sure, problems with organization, time management, sustaining focus when they're not interested. But at the same time, they usually have uh, many strengths as well, creativity, ingenuity, imagination, persistence. Uh, they they think outside the box. They're entrepreneurs. They're persistent to the point of being stubborn. Uh, they're a spunky group of people, and and if they can uh, learn how to take advantage of the upside and and curtail the damage done by the downside, then their lives can be extraordinarily successful. How did you come across this approach, or how did you develop this approach? Well, probably just living my own life. You know, I I uh, yeah. I. I the, you know, went to Harvard College where I majored in English while doing pre-med, you know, and, and, and wow. how disabled can, can that be? And, and <laughs> so I realized that, you know, sure, there are some things that are more difficult for me than for other people, but at the same time, uh, there are things that I can do that most people can't do. And mm-hmm. and I just saw that over and over again in, in my patients. And so, mm-hmm. you know, so the strength-based approach seemed to me just a, a natural. And, and, and really, I think the the, the damage done by the deficit-based approach is that it instills the real disabilities, which are shame and fear and loss of hope and broken dreams. And, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those are completely avoidable. So when I present this uh, diagnosis to a kid, I say, you know, I have great news for you. You've got a Ferrari engine for a brain. You've got a race car up there. You, you, you're, you're amazing. Your brain is really powerful. I say, but there is one problem with that Ferrari engine. You've got bicycle brakes. You're not able to slow it down when you need to. And that really was what ADD is all about. It's trouble with inhibition. It's trouble with putting on the brakes. 
Uh, and I say, but I'm a brake specialist, and I'm going to help you learn how to, you know, strengthen your brake so you can stop at the stop signs and, and slow down when you have to. And, yeah, and that, that way of framing it, race car brain with bicycle brakes, uh, is a strength-based uh, way of seeing it. And, and that way you get, you know, the, the person becomes enthusiastic about, you know, getting help. Yeah, I, w- I want to win races. I want to be a champion, which is quite different from saying, how are we going to treat your disability? You know, how, how are yeah. we going to fix this uh, terrible thing that you're afflicted with? You know, that, that leads people to say, gee, I don't want any part of this. Yeah, and is that how it's typically addressed? I mean, when yeah, I think no, the hardest thing you, is you get a very yeah. uh, you you get a, a lengthy document detailing all all the ways in which you are defective. Oh and, no, and that's, you know, and that's very depressing for most people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and how? I mean, one of the things um, I actually had my son had um, some executive functioning issues, and that could potentially lead to ADD. We were told, and it you kind of go through a shock as a parent too. Because you know you go through your, um, as you call it, worry and anxiety kind of woes, which I went yeah, through. Yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 it's it's important that parents uh, uh, understand that um, this diagnosis is a good news diagnosis because you know once you find out what's going on, you can really do something about it, and and uh, um, and kids and adults with with ADD can thrive. You know, I. There are people with ADD who have won a Nobel Prize. There are people with ADD who have won many Pulitzer Prizes and Oscars and Tonys. There are, are billionaires with, with ADD. And there are, are CEOs and professional athletes. You name the profession and you'll find people at the very top who have this trait. So so if you manage it right, it, it it's the sky's the limit. On the other hand, if you manage it wrong, the prisons are full of people with undiagnosed, untreated ADD. So, you know, just like a... A car with no brakes can crash, you know. So, so as long as you strengthen your brakes, you learn how to use it properly. Uh, it's 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 really good news. Yeah, and is that generally when you approach parents? What are their general? Is it the fears of oh, my children's my child's future is ruined and they'll be in prison? Yeah, no. Parents think you know. Then they've they've been told you know this is a death sentence or this is you know your kid can't go to medical school or your can't kid can't be run his own business or have a life, and that's simply not true. Mm. Uh, Folks with this with this trait can do can do just about anything. Yeah, and what are the other kind of things that happen for the kids? I mean, what are the kind of? I mean, even when you're when you found out yourself, was it more of a relief or was it more? Um, oh no! I mean, or because you're so well, positive. Well, for me, I'm not a good example because you know mm-hmm. it, it 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 really was nothing to me. I I I I figured out how to do things really really well. But for most people, when they find out about it, it it's a it's a tremendous relief. It's a sense mm-hmm. of, uh, oh my gosh, you know, this is uh, this is what I've been struggling with, you know, and, and yeah. it's sort of like, oh, you mean there is such a thing as nearsightedness, you know? Uh, oh, and you mean there are eyeglasses? Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a relief, like, oh, finally I know what it is. Yeah. That I'm going through, and now I have a exactly. I have a plan that I can go through, and I know how and to manage it. Something other than just squint harder. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, when you've talked to your ki- the kids, you've talked about, you know, talking to them about, you know, you have a Ferrari brain and that you need to learn how to put the brakes and that you're a brake specialist. What are the kind of questions that come up for them and what are the common questions that come up for them? How do you, I don't understand what, what do you, oh, the, the, you know, when, when you tell the kids or the parents, I mean, what are some of the frequently asked questions that parents and or kids ask you about? Oh, just, that you know, you how is this going to limit me? And, and the answer is, uh, it doesn't have to limit you at all. 
And uh, if I take medication, are there any dangers? And, and the answer is, as long as you see a doctor who knows what he's doing, no, no dangers at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and will the treatment take away my creativity? Not at all. Uh, mm. you'll, you'll remain, you know, the special person you are. So tell me about the the, the strain. So you said the Ferrari of a brain. What, what tell us about the brain part of it? What is what? How is an ADD person's brain different? Well, it, 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 the inhibitory circuits, the brakes, aren't as powerful. So you can't you can't screen out what's coming in, hence you're distractible, and you have trouble screening what's going out, hence you're you're hyperactive and impulsive. Um, and uh, uh, that that uh, uh, that's what needs help. I mean, you, you need help with getting organized. You need help with planning. You need help with um, not zigzagging too much. You need help with mm-hmm. staying on task and getting things done. Uh, medication can help with that. Physical exercise can help with that. Having a coach can help with that. Yeah. Adding structure to your life can help with that. But you had mentioned things like ingenuity, creativity. How is not having breaks help develop those strengths? That's the part I, I don't get. That's, I don't understand your question. How does? Oh, I'm sorry. It, um, so um, you were saying that one of the great strengths is that when you have a brain without, you know, with without breaks, the positive attributes is ingenuity, creativity. Right. Right. How, how does that? I, I don't understand at least how that happens. How does? What is? Why is it because well, you don't you have breaks? Well, you think about impulsivity, which is you know that's due to lack of inhibition. That's due to breaks that aren't working. What is creativity? But impulsivity gone right. You know, it, creativity depends upon disinhibition, depends upon loose breaks. If you if you uh, you don't plan to have a creative thought, you don't say it's uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, time for my creative idea. Uh, it, creativity depends upon disinhibition, depends upon spontaneity, depends upon the ability to allow things to bubble up out of nowhere. If if you're if you're so Inhibited. If your inhibitory circuits uh-huh. work so well that that's never allowed, then you won't be creative. And indeed, you know, people who have what I call attention surplus disorder are these boring bureaucrats who never have new ideas. They make the trains <laughs> run on time, but they they never never have anything new. Uh, yeah. Distractibility. You know, that's that's another uh, sign of, of you know you can't inhibit what's coming in. Well, w- what is curiosity? But but you know if if you're not at all distractible you won't be curious you wonder what is that going on over there what's that going on over there so you know all these negatives if you turn them on their head you get a positive and and that's ah, the I think so there's not a leash great. which we normally yeah interesting so I mean it's almost like we're put on a leash like we're we go down that and, and there's a part of our brain that says stop no you know not enough time not a whatever I mean that's what happens with my brain it's like I'm trying to have mm-hmm. a creative moment and then it's like oh no. I need to go to the next thing, or I need to. Whereas a person with um, with no breaks would just keep on flowing in that creative yep. space. That's that's what I'm hearing. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. I never even thought. I, I re- I've read that comment several times, but I didn't. I kind of didn't understand how exactly that would work. And that would make sense that a lot of entrepreneurs kind of have that brain. I feel like um, having worked at Microsoft, most of the people have those kind of brains. Oh, absolutely, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you had said that one of the things that's most important is one. The good news is that hey, you know that you now you know what you have and you can actually manage it. What are the kind of things when you say managing? What are the things that you're trying to manage? Oh, you had said that um, one of the things that you know once you find out the diagnosis, then the trick is is to manage it right. 
What did you mean by that? Learn how to strengthen your brakes. I mean, learn learn how to stay on task. Learn how to create focus. Learn how to uh, create structures and strategies in your life. You know, so that you aren't forgetting things or procrastinating. Learn how to manage time. Learn how to. I mean, the obvious the obvious uh, uh, stuff that comes up when your when your brakes aren't working. Yeah, that makes sense to me. All right, so um, many thanks to you, Dr. Hollowell, a renowned ADHA expert and child adult psychiatrist and fired up with CJ. If you want to know more about Dr. Hollowell or hear more about um, uh, how to positively approach your child's tr- learning disabilities, then continue listening to segment two and fired up with CJ live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific time, Standard Time or 4 p.m. Can I just add something time. before you sign off? Sure. I, 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 just, yeah. I think it's so important for people to not be afraid of this diagnosis and to to realize that if if you work with somebody who really knows what they're doing the sky's the limit so so don't think that your child has to be impaired you do need the right kind of help for sure uh you know you you shouldn't just leave it to chance but with the right kind of help your child or adult can can excel can go to the very top uh, so, so don't be afraid of this diagnosis. Uh, diagnosis. Embrace it and, and uh, uh, with the right help, and it, it is important you get the right help, but with the right help, uh, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I like that approach. And I think, it's, I, think that, I think that oftentimes what happens with these kind of diagnoses is that we hypnotize and almost create what we don't want to have happen by a exactly. lot of our negative thoughts and attitudes. Exactly. So, you're, you're so right. Exactly. So thank you so much on that. So next segment, um, what are the obstacles that your child may face at school? We'll be right back. There's a fire starting in my heart Reaching a fever pitch and it's bringing me out the dark Bambusa Bamboo Products saves trees and reduces waste by providing a new material for bathroom tissue and baby wipes. Bambusa Bamboo Products offers the only tree-free 100% bamboo bathroom tissue and award-winning baby wipes made from ultra-soft bamboo-derived fibers. Using material from renewable bamboo is the ideal alternative for toilet paper and wet wipes. Call 866-996-2867 or visit bambusa.com. Feeling bogged down by your daily grind? Not living up to your greatest potential? Then it's time to turn up the heat and get real with what truly matters, be it family, career, wellness, spirituality, or anything else that fuels your inner flame. Join Fire It Up with CJ as this respected life coach talks to a wide range of experts and everyday people for their inspiring and unconventional ideas to help you make the most from your life. Equal parts heartwarmer, cheerleader, and butt kicker, C.J. Liu draws on her extensive experience in business and life coaching, along with her intuition and playful humor, to address meaningful topics with truth and irreverence. It takes just one spark to ignite a fire. 
For dates and showtimes, visit www.fireitupwithcj.com or www.transformationtalkradio.com. Lower back pain can be a real pain in the, well, you know. The newly patented VacuPractor relieves that pain simply, inexpensively, and from the privacy of your own home for just $59.95. Listen to what Brad and Dottie have to say about their VacuPractors. The VacuPractor is amazing. I've had back pain for so long, it's taking time to adjust and not having the pain there. Each time I've used my VacuPractor, I've gotten instant relief. I would recommend anyone with stiffness and lower back pain give the VacuPractor a try. VacuPractor is just a one-time cost of $59.95, and you can use it whenever you need in your own home. How does it work? Simple. The VacuPractor uses vacuum pressure. It stretches muscles, restoring proper nerve function, and reducing the possibility of disc failure. Finally, a simple, effective treatment for lower back pain that really works. For more information about the VacuPractor or to order yours, call 800-676-9320 or visit VacuPractor.com. Hi, I'm CJ Liu, and you're listening to Fired Up with CJ on the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Today on Fired Up with CJ, I have Dr. Edward Hollowell, renowned ADH expert and child adult psychiatrist. This focus on part two of this four-part series on how to positively approach your children's learning disabilities is um, what you should do for your children at school. So welcome back, Dr. Hollowell. Nice to be with you. So tell me a little bit about um, what you know how schools typically think about and work with children with uh, learning disabilities like ADHD? Well, you know, it, it, we've come a long way. Uh, uh, schools used to kind of sequester them and, and basically label them as, as stupid and, and uh, uh, or treat it as a disciplinary problem and, and punish them. Uh, thank goodness, you know, that's not the case any longer. But it, But it is still, unfortunately, too often that these kids are, are stigmatized and, and are made to feel ashamed and embarrassed of, of who they are, and, and that just shouldn't happen. I mean, these, these kids have such wonderful strengths. You know, they uh, the, the enlightened schools are the ones that uh, uh, help them with what they're not so good at, usually time management, planning, um, but but also help them develop uh, their their strengths, which are typically you know their creative side and and uh, their their ability to innovate and and initiate projects and you know add a lot of zest and and uh, uh, energy to the classroom. Mm-hmm. And how would you work with the teacher? I mean, let's say that you found out that your child did um, have was recently diagnosed. What kind of conversation should you have, or could we help? Well, you have first of all, make sure they see ADD as you know as a mixed bag, not just as a as a problem. Um, second of all, you know, make sure they, they like your kid. You know, it, it, a lot of times these kids can be difficult and teachers basically don't like them. So so try to mediate and, and uh, get them to see the positives that your, your child has. And then uh, these kids need structure. They need lists and reminders. And so in, in the classroom, try to try to help the teacher provide what what the child can't provide, you know, whether it's a reminder system or a a system of, of uh, uh, lists and, and uh, home-to-school notebook, uh, 
checking, you know, before you leave, you know, do you have everything you need? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of system where where you make it very difficult for the child to, to forget uh, or to fall behind. That That's what they need. Yeah. And, I mean, have... I mean, what are, I mean, one of the things that you mentioned is that it's really hard to kind of understand, like, what, you know, what is going on in a child's mind. So how would, you know, if a, te- if a teacher or parent wanted to be more empathetic, what would be, you know, or the kids sitting in class, what, what, if we were to jump into their minds, what would we see? You'd see a lot of the movement. <laughs> they'd, be <laughs> hopping from, they'd be hopping from topic to topic and image to image and scene to scene. Um, uh, you know, they, 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 it, it really isn't a matter of effort, uh, you know, that, that it's not that they're not trying hard enough. They, they want to do well. Um, mm. uh, it's just that they, uh, they, they have trouble staying on track. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can see all those managing techniques would help in terms of just making sure that they get their homework in and mm-hmm. they have some tools and techniques and strategies. But what do you do in the classroom? And if you have a child that has, you know, is jumping from scene to scene, or you know, how would you work with them? You use structure. Bring them back on to task. You know, you just uh, it's labor intensive. But you say, Mm -hmm. come back here. We're here. You know, come back wherever you are. Come back. Uh, (laughs) You know, you you, you're constantly bringing them back. You're constantly bringing them back to the topic, whatever it might happen to be. Uh, you mean like just in your lesson plan, you would say, okay, you know, like let's say that, you know, it's me. You'd say, hey, CJ, um, we're back here. Or, I mean, it's, right, like, it's just right, right. And... Or, or, you know, you just you have them sit close to you. You uh, use touch with the younger kids. Put your hand on their shoulder, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ways of, of just helping them focus. Um, uh, you, you are, you're always, you know, sort of have your eye on them. So, you know, you, you, you make sure that you're aware of what's what's going on with them. Yeah. So if you were to have a conversation with a teacher, I mean, aside from the structures and things, and I think actually a lot of teachers do do some of those things, I mean, what would you mm-hmm. want them to know emotionally about this kids, these kids so that these kids could still have good self-esteem and feel good about themselves? Oh, just just that, that they have a lot of talent, uh, uh, you know, that, that there's, and the teacher can be absolutely instrumental in, in, in not inflicting the, the disability of, of self-hatred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one one of the things I liked about your books is just even bringing out what those talents are. Like, wow, I just noticed how you're so creative. Or, you know, it seems like a lot of affirmation would be huge for these kids because they don't seem to get it that often. Is that? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, absolutely. They they get a lot of redirection and punishment and remediation, and they don't get they don't get enough validation and and sort of help in in uh, feeling good about life. Yeah. One of the things that I noticed about your book is you were saying that, you know, sometimes teachers, like, your kid's a problem. They're not trying hard enough. They're not listening. They're being disruptive during class, mm-hmm. um, which is probably really hard to hear as a parent because, you know, you may know what's going on. Um, I mean, how would you respond to those things so that you can bring the teacher in versus feeling defensive about the whole thing? Sure. Like, let's say that um, you get the you get the call. Uh, you, in your book, you you talk about um, teachers maybe calling you and saying, "Hey, your kid's being disruptive in the class." What would you oh, do? Yeah. What Again, would, you you, you want to just work with the teacher to say, you know, yeah, he's got ADD. You know, what what can we do to help handle it? You know, and, yeah. uh, set up structures, set up systems. You know, if if they need medication, you know, you get them on medication if if that's going to help. 
um, but you want to try to keep it out of the realm of a discipline problem and keep it in the realm of a, a managing a, a medical issue. Yeah, it's a hard thing. As a, I would imagine it's a hard thing as a teacher, right? Because you actually have children in the class. You're trying to organize around, you know, getting your curriculum done. So you have a kid with ADD, a kid that doesn't have ADD. How do you manage across, you know, all the different audiences and their needs? I mean, how? I, you know, that's a hard thing. I mean, I'm imagining as a teacher, I'd, that would be my first objection. Like, well, I can't spend my whole class, you know, trying to work with, you know, let's say it's me, CJ in class, who's had this issue. If if you're if it's taking all your time, then the kid's in the wrong school. Uh, mm-hmm. But that shouldn't happen. That's a that's a distinct minority of examples. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the time, these kids can be handled in a in a mainstream classroom. With they a teacher can, yeah. who know who knows what they're doing, and and with the, you know, with the help of uh, a doctor on the outside who's treating the ADD, ninety percent right. uh, of the time, ten percent of the time, the kids have to go to a different school. Yeah, so it's almost you have to assess your school. It could be that they just can't or whatever. But most schools, it sounds like they can accommodate these things. Is that right? Absolutely, or is there... absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so it's know, not like you have to put your kids in a special you know, school. These kids can thrive. Yeah, okay. And I think that that's the most important thing to recognize, right? Is, and I think that that's your message overall is that they can Absolutely. thrive. And it's just a matter of of recognizing, positioning that. And are there certain things like, you know, let's say that a kid, you know, if they're at school, someone says, oh, that person has ADD, that's what's happening. I mean, what what would a teacher say? I mean, would it be repeating your kind of conversation, which is like, you know, they just have a different brain, so, you know, lay off. Yeah, and, or, and, I mean, and a brain that's, that's wonderful in some ways and, challenged in others and then just yeah. give them the, the help and assistance that they need. Yeah. I mean, I think some of it is just understanding. From I think that it's interesting because my son is in school and uh, there's a kid that has ADD and he's like, oops, forgot to take my meds, and they all laugh right. about it. Like it's not like <laughs> it's not. Right. It that's seems right. like that's school. The way, that's the way it ought to be. Yeah, it seems like schools are kind of getting used to it, or kids are getting yeah. used to it. It's not yeah. a stigma as much, maybe. I, am I? Is yeah. that just my kids' school, or is that happening? Oh no, no, I, it's, we're we're definitely we're definitely making progress. We're yeah, because I mean, it seems like I mean, even in in normal discourse, I'll have you know, I'll talk to people, and I'm like, I'm having my ADD moment, which I don't know if is is offensive to a person with ADD or like, oh, thank goodness, no, people are just fine. embracing. I, I talk about having ADD moments all the time. That's not offensive. I I forget something, make a mistake. It's my ADD moment. That's fine. Yeah, and I I mean, I'm I'm not laugh at these things, you know, if you take it all too seriously and turn it into some politically correct nonsense. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. All right, well, thanks so much. So here's what I'm hearing is, you know, once you actually find out that your kid is diagnosed, um, we talked about in the previous segment about, you know, making sure that you position it as positively as possible. And then, you know, secondly, it's important to actually work with the school, make sure that your kid is at the right school, and most schools will have the right, right you know, will be able to um, manage and handle a kid with ADD, um, but it's really just, you know, working with them to make sure that they can provide structure and um, strategies to help your kid out. So um, I'm hearing it's not so bad. I mean, <laughs> no, it doesn't it's, sound like I, it's the I, end of I the world. I would trade my ADD for the world, you know. It, it's a... Uh... Uh, once you learn how to take advantage of, the, you know, deal with the downside, the upside can carry you for a whole lifetime in a, in a wonderful yeah. way. 
and it seems like the downsides really are just about coming up with strategies, right? They're just coping, compensating strategies right. that you need to come right. up with, whether they're writing notes down or, you know, exactly. being super vigilant about the time or, you know, I don't know what other kinds of things, that you, the kind of tools you use. But those seem to be like things that you can learn, right? I mean, they, I assume. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. excellent. So um, many thanks to Dr. Hallwell, a renowned ADH expert and child psychiatrist on Fired Up with CJ. If you want to know more about Dr. Hallwell or hear more of our four-part series on how to positively approach your children's learning disabilities, then continue listening on to segment three on Fired Up with CJ, which plays every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or listen later on iTunes or at fireupwithcj.com. Segment three's focus, how to create a happy, productive children who have healthy self-esteem, moral awareness, and spiritual values. Lido missed the boat that day. He left the shack. Feeling bogged down by your daily grind? Not living up to your greatest potential? Then it's time to turn up the heat and get real with what truly matters, be it family, career, wellness, spirituality, or anything else that fuels your inner flame. Join Fire It Up with CJ as this respected life coach talks to a wide range of experts and everyday people for their inspiring and unconventional ideas to help you make the most from your life. Equal parts heartwarmer, cheerleader, and butt kicker, C.J. Liu draws on her extensive experience in business and life coaching, along with her intuition and playful humor, to address meaningful topics with truth and irreverence. It takes just one spark to ignite a fire. For dates and showtimes, visit www.fireitupwithcj.com or www.transformationtalkradio.com. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. Imagine you had a way to protect yourself from cancer, depression, and disease and dispel the nastiest bugs that attempt to hide undetected. Take a moment to wonder, how good does that feel? How powerful. Did you know that enough golden sunlight produces vitamin D in your body to protect itself against disease? Producing enough vitamin D can kill cancer cells, reduce blood pressure and inflammation, and even help with weight loss. This amazing little vitamin is actually not a vitamin at all, but a powerhouse of protection that can activate your body's innate healing ability, but only if you have enough in your blood to shine the light. Tune in and listen to award-winning author Dr. Lucinda Messer share how you can harness the power of sunlight to create a healthy body and mind. 
Her book, Powerful Medicine, Vitamin D, Shedding Light on a Worldwide Health Crisis, is like having a vitamin D expert on hand to answer all your health questions. For more information, visit PowerfulD.com. That's PowerfulD.com. Hi, I'm CJ Liu, and you're listening to Fired Up with CJ on the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Today on Fired Up with CJ, I have Dr. Edward Hollowell, a child adult psychiatrist, formerly a member of the Harvard Medical School faculty, and author of 18 books, including How to Raise Happy Kids and the Childhood Roots of Adult Happiness. The focus on part three um, of this four-part series on how to positively approach your children's learning disabilities, the focus is really about how to create happy, productive children um, and how to have healthy esteem and, and moral awareness and spiritual values. So thank you for coming, Dr. Hallowell. Sure. So tell me a little bit about um, your your book and um, you know why you thought it was important to write about this and uh, now, this which book, book on do you want to hear? The how to raise happy children and uh, the childhood and roots of adult happiness. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. The the it really. My interest in it began 22 years ago when my wife and I had our first child, Lucy, and, and I realized that I I didn't have a plan for how to promote joy. And, and the, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, knew, I knew in my training as a psychiatrist about misery, but I didn't know much <laughs> about, you know, planting the seeds of joy. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, that's what all parents, we all want to do, is raise our kids to be happy and productive and fulfilled. And so I did a lot of research and came up with this plan that uh, really is five steps that uh, uh, work. And it, it all begins with connection. That That's really the key to pretty much everything that's positive in life. And, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you start with the love you feel for your child and then, and then connection within your family and connection within the neighborhood and the town and, and now the cyber neighborhood and then connection at school. And, and again, that doesn't mean what your grades are. It means how do you feel when you walk in the door? Do you feel safe? Do you feel welcomed? And, and it's so mm-hmm. critical for these kids to have that feeling. Make sure, yeah. you know, even if they have trouble learning how to read or have trouble with their math facts, make sure when they walk in the door they, they have positive feeling about being there. Uh, mm-hmm. And then connection to activities and to places and to teams and clubs and groups, uh, activity to nature and the the whole out world of the outdoors. All the and notice all these connections are free, and they're and they're <laughs> they're, they're the they're really the the source of, of so much that's good in life. Uh, connection to some kind of spiritual reality, you know, whether it's religion or God or you know whatever, however you approach it, but some connection to what is beyond knowledge. And then, mm-hmm. as you raise your kids in this sort of connected uh, soup, which is you know so powerful. Uh, you'll find that they develop a positive connection to themselves and to life, and that that feeling of I like me, I like life, that's a, like a beating heart. You know, once it gets going, it never stops. And, and uh, unfortunately, for a lot of kids, it never gets going. You know, they just mm-hmm. never have the feeling of I like myself and I like life. And, and uh, uh, so, it's important as a parent to create that that connected, positively connected atmosphere to raise your kids in. And that and that's really the the most important gift you can give a child is, is a connected childhood. And then that yeah. leads naturally to the second step, which is to play. And by play, I don't just mean what you do at recess. I mean any activity in which your imagination lights up. And mm-hmm. 
Uh, so, you know, you, you can induce play just by asking a why question. You know, why is the sky blue? And, uh, uh, you know, why do things fall? And, uh, you know, why are there seasons? Why are there tides? Uh, you know, why did, did Grandma die? You know, why, did, why can't dogs talk? You know, and whatever, you know, why questions induce, uh, invite the imagination to kick in. And, and, and that's what we need to be teaching our kids how to do, how to imagine, how to think, how to think creatively, how to how to think, uh, uh, you know, in, investiga- in, investigatively, you know, how, how to, how to mm-hmm. solve problems. And, and uh, uh, then as you as you play, you, you find something you want to play at over and over again, and that's the third step, which is practice. And then practice leads to improvement, and that's the fourth step, mastery. You know, if, if you if you make progress at some task that's both challenging and matters to you, you automatically grow in confidence and self-esteem as well as uh, you, you feel motivated to do it more. And and so you continue to improve. And then that leads to step five, which is recognition. You know, some people that you respect value you and recognize you, and, and that uh, uh, that's a tremendously positive feeling and, and connects you to the wider group, which really is the root of moral behavior. You know, doing the right thing at its most spontaneous comes from feeling a part of the wider the wider group. So those five steps, connect, play, practice, mastery, recognition, really spin off the, the qualities that uh, predict a great life, qualities like confidence, optimism, self-esteem, enthusiasm, motivation, discipline, moral behavior. All of those are byproducts of living in that cycle. Mm. I mean, the the difficulty. So I'm listening to um, you know your five steps, and you know one thing. What are your thoughts on um, video games? Which you know a lot of boys, at least I know, right around my kids' age. Video games are fine. Just don't just don't do them too much. You know, it's yeah. like anything else. It, some is fine. Too too much is bad. But you know, video games are a lot of fun. You know, just, yes. just don't have them be the the only thing you do all day. Yeah, so stay within the recommended. I know that the, um, there's recommendations of one hour or less, but if you stay within that recommended time limit, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, did this? it sounds like you, you know, when 22 years ago when you thought about your children, um, was this kind of just research on the psychiatry front or the science front, or, you know, how did you come about these five steps? Well, there was a lot of information uh, going into um, uh, what what actually does predict the best kind of life. So there was a lot of research, and so I was lucky. At the positive psychology, Martin Seligman was getting going. George Valiant's long-term studies were, were already there. Uh, uh, there was a, a, the National Longitudinal Study of Adolescent Health was was. Uh, uh, getting in action, so there, there was a lot of empirical data uh, available mm-hmm. to me, which, which was which was wonderful. Yeah, and I think I mean the, the hard thing nowadays is actually it's funny because people know these things, but it's sometimes hard to do, right? I mean the connection thing, you know, uh, it, you know you're just so rushed and busy, and it's and and I think I, I think as as a parent, it's confusing to know that you know it's like well, God, today's such a busy day, I can't really connect as much as I normally do. But I assume that this is not a this is a no, this it, is it, a long term. You, know, you just thing, have right? a connected household, have family dinner, read aloud at bedtime. But you don't have to do it. You know, it's, it's not a matter of daily. Uh, what if I can't do it today? It's a matter of over time. Do we have a 
a connected household, and every household yeah. can have that. The, the, yeah. You know, if, if you, if you want to do it, you can you can do it, and it and it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and how do you know if you don't have these things? Is it you know if if if, well, if you, you don't if know your children, if, if you don't spend time together, you won't have it. it. It's just that simple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we spend a ton of time with our children, but you know, it's hard to do. I mean, I think in this modern lifestyle, it's really hard to do. It's not that you... hard. It's really not that hard. I I really disagree with you. It, it's okay. it's actually pretty simple, but you have to want to do it. Uh, there's a million excuses not to. Uh, but if but if you you know if you can't have family dinner you know, have midnight popcorn or family breakfast or you know the, the you, if you're too busy for your children that's uh, that really is a you've got a problem with your priorities mm-hmm. uh, you 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 really can find the time if you want to I mean I I have I have you know people who work three jobs and they have an unbelievably connected uh, family. And uh, uh, and I know other people who uh, uh, don't work at all and don't know their children. Mm. You know, so yeah. so you know if if, if you want to make it happen, it can happen. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. It has to be a priority of yours. And some people don't even know how to do it. Like they'll say, I'm with my kid. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Like I know I'm supposed to spend time with them, but. Like they, like maybe it's just maybe that's a result of them not they're being so unconnected they don't even know. Like I'll have a lot of parents who say, my parents, my kids never talk to me. Right. I mean, my kids are talking to me all the time, but I don't, you know, I don't know if I, that's you know because I'm a talker or, or what. But um, no, it's, it seems like it's hard for parents to do. I don't know why. Invited them to do it, and that's great. That what? Sorry, it's because that? you've invited them to do it, and that's great. Yeah. I mean, how do we create invitations to our children? Because I think that parents don't—they literally don't know how to do it. Uh, it it's, it's, you know, pretty obvious. You, you sit down, you make time, you have family dinner, you read a lot at bedtime, you, you yeah. take walks together, you, you, you have fun together. I mean, my first rule yeah. of parenting is just is have fun with your children. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, we do a lot of those things. I think a lot of it also is. I mean, from my perspective, it's a lot of open-ended questions. I mean, what I don't do is like, you know, how, you know, how was your day? Is just like, you know, almost like suicide for <laughs> the end of the conversation yes. at yes. that point. Yes. But yes. asking specific things like, you know, so your soccer game. So, you know, what went well, or you know, did you have fun at soccer? You know, were your friends there? You know, those are the kind of things that they'll talk on and on about. And yeah. then, you know, you can ask anything else. But it seems like one of the things that parents don't do is they don't ask an open-ended question, right? And they just have these yes or no conversations, and then they're surprised when their kids don't talk to them, right? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so thanks. I think these five steps are great. We do them. I'm, I'm hoping they'll pay off for a kid that's joyful because we spend a lot of time with our kids, and I'm hoping. Yeah. That um, it's true. I am hoping all this research is true. So it many is. thanks to Dr. Hall. Sorry, go ahead. It, no, I say it is. It is true. It is okay. Many thanks to Dr. Edward Hallwell, a renowned ADHD uh, expert and child and adult psychiatrist, and fired up with CJ. If you want to know more about Dr. Hallwell or hear more about our four-part series on how to positively approach your child's learning disabilities, then continue listening to segment four and fired up with CJ live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or listen later on iTunes or on FiredUpWithCJ.com. Segment 4's focus on is diagnosing whether you possibly could have ADD or... Do you dream of...
of being on The Amazing Race? Well, here's your chance. Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity. To start racing, go to CitySolveUrbanRace.com. Feeling bogged down by your daily grind? Not living up to your greatest potential? Then it's time to turn up the heat and get real with what truly matters, be it family, career, wellness, spirituality, or anything else that fuels your inner flame. Join Fire It Up with CJ as this respected life coach talks to a wide range of experts and everyday people for their inspiring and unconventional ideas to help you make the most from your life. Equal parts heart warmer, cheerleader, and butt kicker, C.J. Liu draws on her extensive experience in business and life coaching, along with her intuition and playful humor, to address meaningful topics with truth and irreverence. It takes just one spark to ignite a fire. For dates and showtimes, visit www.fireitupwithcj.com or www.transformationtalkradio.com. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Get ready to feel more alive. Alive with a Deal brings you the truth behind things you experience every day, ways you can heal yourself, and choices that make you feel truly alive. A Deal is a true Renaissance man, a world-renowned yoga master, naturopathic doctor for 10 years, an attorney, and has degrees in physics, math, hypnotherapy, massage, operatic singing, plus he's an expert in green home building. Alive with a Deal discusses health for your body, from heartache to heartburn, your mind, from judgment to joy, your home, from cooking to color and your spirit so you can bring forth your talents hidden deep within. A deal bravely discusses things most people wouldn't touch, delivered with compassion, integrity, and wit. Alive with a deal is about your own healing so that you feel more alive. Tune in each Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Transformation Talk Radio and Alternative Talk. Feel more alive. Alive with a deal. I'm C.J. Liu, and you're listening to Fired Up with C.J. on the Transformation Talk Radio Network. Today on Fired Up with C.J., I have Dr. Edward Hollowell, a child adult psychiatrist, formerly a member of the Harvard Medical School faculty and author of 18 books. The focus on part four of this four-part series on how to positively approach your child's learning disabilities, the focus is how do you find out if you have ADD yourself? Um, so thank you, Dr. Hollowell, for coming. It's a pleasure. So tell us about um, your quiz on iTunes. I know that you've come up with a quiz that um, people go to the App Store and find. Yeah, it, it's just a, it's a way of uh, uh, getting some idea if, if you might 
if it might be worth pursuing the diagnosis and the the greatest undiagnosed group of people uh, in 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 ADD are adults about 80% yeah. of adults who have it don't know they have it and uh, wow. that's a shame because it's it's something that uh, can really change your life dramatically in a positive way for the better uh, and yet you know like i say most adults who have it 80% of them don't know they have it yeah but but if only they could find out they could uh, they could uh, Save their marriage, save their career, you know, lead them to achieve their dreams. Yeah, and I, and I honestly have a lot of friends that say, I think I have ADD. Mm-hmm. And um, it, they say it kind of like, because I'm so so distracted, but, I mean, take the test and see. Exactly. Right? Because I think exactly. that it's usually said with a certain amount of neuroses, like, I think I do, right. but I don't want to find out because I'm afraid. Right, or, they, or they're, they're just joking. They're just sort of saying, you know they don't really mean they they have it. They're just kind of kidding yeah. about it. But but it, take it seriously. Uh, you yeah. well might have it. And and boy, it's it's one diagnosis that uh, the sky's the limit in terms of the good it can do you. It, it's it's really remarkable. You know the, these folks really turn things around and they they start uh, they start realizing their dreams. They they really you know can do so much more than they had thought they could do. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a learning specialist about my own son, and she had mm-hmm. said, you know what, my son, and she's actually someone who is a specialist in this area, and she said, you know, my son, um, you know, he was having problems and he was having difficulty at school, and for her those are the first hallmarks that something is mm-hmm. wry. You know, you yes, need to actually right. go in. I mean, are there other kind of signals that, like, yeah, you should go in? Um, well, for an adult or a child? This is a child, but you know, or anyone, I mean, or is it different for? Yeah, child? unexplained underachievement is is really the thing that you 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 want to look for, and mm-hmm. and anyone who you know thinks they could be doing better and can't figure out why they're not, that mm-hmm. that's what that's that's the tip off, and and, mm-hmm. and then you know you you look at the history and you find, you know, is, do you have trouble sustaining focus? And the answer is yes. Trouble getting organized? And the answer is yes. Uh, trouble planning with procrastination, money management, you know, then 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 you're in the realm of the diagnosis, and then then you just yeah. uh, make a treatment plan. And it's such yeah. good news. I mean, these people really, really dramatically can turn their lives around. Yeah, and is it through um, both the medications and the strategies? I mean, it's, it's yeah, the structure, good. coaching, uh, you know, marry the right person, find the right job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and and. Uh, uh, that, that, that's where the that's where the help lies. Now, the research that I've read it says that the medication is like the surefire way, and at least this research and I it may not be the right. Well, research. it doesn't always work. The meds don't always work, and um, uh, but when they do work, they're a godsend. They're 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 really pretty amazing. Yeah. What does the medication like? Let's say a person on medication, not on medication. What would the difference be? Oh, night and day. I mean, the difference yeah. between being organized and not, uh, being attentive and not, staying on task and not. Wow. Uh, you know, showing up a day late and a dollar short or not. Right. So, uh, I mean, it literally is like night and day where you take oh, the meds totally, and all of a sudden you don't. I mean, it's like eyeglasses or no eyeglasses is, is often wow. how I describe it. Wow. Imagine life wow. without your eyeglasses. Now imagine life with your eyeglasses. Wow. And, it's that and dramatic. That, and that, it's that dramatic. It, it really well, you know, so this and is. And that profound, you know. It, it, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, and, and that profound. I mean, you know, it, it, it's uh, uh, can, and you can see how it would save a career. Yeah, 
Okay, so here's what I found curious when I was talking to my learning um, disability specialist person. She was saying, you know, my son has ADD and he takes the meds during the school because he knows it makes a difference, it helps him focus and everything. Mm-hmm. But in the summer, he likes to go off the meds because he just likes to be free. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that, I, I didn't know what to think of that. It made me worry. I'm like, well, does that mean the meds are really... Well, that's exactly right. You shouldn't, it shouldn't, you know, if you don't feel free, then you're on the wrong dose of the wrong medication. You know, if you're saying, now there's some reason to stop it during the summer because sometimes it can suppress growth, so that's a good reason. But if you're saying, I want to be free, well, then you shouldn't take the medicine ever. You know, if it's it's enslaving you or taking away your personality, then, then you shouldn't be on it at all. Yeah. You know, so so and, and that's where sometimes meds are really mismanaged that way, you know, and and, and I I say my standard is no 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 side effects uh, other than appetite suppression without weight loss. And if I you know, if I can get that then then fine, but I don't want it someone who's saying, "Well, I I don't feel free or I'm not myself or I feel constricted." I don't think they should take the medication then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was worrisome to me because I thought, well, why? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Or? That 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 would be worrisome to me as a parent as well. And and you know, so the, those the, you, you shouldn't be on it if if that's what it's doing to you. Yeah. But most and of the makes... time, eighty percent of the time, you know, you you can you can find a regimen where you have no side effects and uh, mm. you get tremendous benefit. And are there any downsides to taking the medicine? Like you said earlier, it's like no downside, so there haven't been no any downside as long as it's managed properly. You know, as, right. as long as you uh, as long as you manage it properly, there's no downside at all. No, I didn't mean. I, well, what I meant was like, is there any like physical downsides? Like you know, this has been caused. You know, seen to be linked to blankety blank later on. No, no, not at all. No, all the side effects are immediate. Yeah, it kind of so, seems crazy why someone wouldn't take it. I mean, honestly, yeah, it made that no, much it, of a it, difference. It's it's usually based on uh, wrong information or or lack of information that they yeah. decide not to take it. Yeah. So in the in the twenty percent of the time that it doesn't work, sounds like what people do is they rely on the strategies. Like they and, right. and it's and it's after it seems like after trying a bunch of different um, dosages to figure out. I assume that's what you mean, like you know figuring out yeah. the right dosage, right. and then if they you know, but that's but eighty percent of the people will actually have huge improvements. Yes. Um I have a I have um some friends who are like I oh, you know, they've had a long like ethical debate on whether to have their kid on meds or not and, and you know, I didn't know I didn't know anything about this, but it's great to know that, you know, it's gonna make a huge night and day improvement. Do it. Absolutely, Do it. truly. Save marriage, save career. I mean it, it's yeah. remarkable when it works. No, I hear a lot of times. Oh, their parents just can't can't handle their kid. That's they're just oh, diagnosed. Oh, that's so unfair. That is just yeah. so unfair to blame it. It has nothing to do with parenting. I mean, of course, parenting makes a difference, but uh, ADD is in your genes. You know, you're born with this uh, race car brain. You know, and and uh, uh, and it, it is very labor intensive to raise these kids. No doubt about yeah. it. They take they they're 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 more take a lot more work than a docile kid. But yeah. uh, but boy, is it ever worth it. Yeah, yeah. And I think actually the key thing that I love about what you said in the first segment is that, you know, they can have incredibly inspiring lives and to actually, you know, and I think the tendency in the society is to kind of go into the, you know, the downslide of all the possible things yeah. that could go wrong. Yeah. And uh, that's what I have found the most inspiring about this conversation is all the wonderful people who have done stuff with Absolutely. learning disabilities, you know, despite their learning disabilities because they've had these learning disabilities, right? Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, it's wonderful. So thank you so much for your time, Dr. Hallowell. Thank you. Um, thank you. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, if you want to know more about Dr. Hallowell or to hear more on our Fort Purse series, 
uh, then go to our website at www.fireitupwithcj or itunes.com. Next week uh, continues our focus back to school with new discoveries on the brain, on brain science with Joanne D. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You've been listening to Fire It Up with CJ. Tune in each week on Transformation Talk Radio at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for more of Fire It Up with CJ. It takes just one spark to ignite a fire. For dates and showtimes, visit www.fireitupwithcj.com or www.transformationtalkradio.com.